I want to take full advantage of this opportunity to achieve my 2021 goals. So I saw that on Instagram, you posted that with everything that's happened, you needed to create a new goal board. And that goal board included um, making it as an individual for the 2021 CrossFit Games in the open division. Yes. Uh, so, so that's why you're not doing the, the, the team pit fitness games because you're solely focused on that, that new yeah. goal. Yes. Okay. Um, I know it's a big goal, but I, I fully believe that I can do it. Um, my coaches and I are just focusing so much on getting stronger right now. And, you know, we're getting better at everything else too but especially strength. Um, you know, I used to do my own programming up until just a few months ago. That was actually my next question. Yeah. <laughs> I work with Root Strength now, um, and it has helped me so much just in all aspects that everything we do has a purpose and everything builds off of each other. Um, instead of like, you're going to do one accessory this week, a different one the next week. It's like, Every week, week by week, we build. Um, we do focused, intentional work, and it's working, and it's so exciting. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, and Kat Shear, and I, we are 40-plus Masters athletes who love the sport of CrossFit. We want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news from the Open to the Sanctionals to the CrossFit Games. We also want to share our journey to get fit and healthy using the sport of CrossFit. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. We are now available on YouTube at the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends Podcast and all traditional podcast platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Clydesdale CrossFitter. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter and we got the full cast of characters here today. Charlie, Amy, and Kat. Um, we're excited to be with you this week. Uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you hit that subscribe button below uh, and like it, notify her, and uh, leave us a comment. We love to see those comments and see what you guys think of the podcast. Well, this week we have as I am saying uh, in our promo stuff that I'm creating now, uh, maybe the best athlete, the most amazing athlete we've had on the podcast yet. Um, we have Emma Carey, uh, the 2019 14 and 15 year old champion of the world. Uh, and then she's done some amazing things since that we're gonna talk about in the interview. But since we have interviewed her, she actually competed in the first event of the Dubai Online Championship. 
Uh, and in that event, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, it was a 10 minute AMRAP of single arm devil presses uh, at 35 pounds for all age groups. Sarah Sigmund's daughter got 142 reps to win the open division, tied with Carolyn Prevost, and Sam Briggs got 141 reps. Our guest this week got 143 reps competing in the team division, but using the same weight as the open division. So she actually beat Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Carolyn Prevost, and Sam Briggs by one rep and two reps for Sam. And Sarah gave her a shout out on Instagram. She did, which was really, really cool. Yeah. They actually use the same nutrition company, which Emma talks about in the, in the interview. So with that, let's get to the interview and you can learn more about uh, this wonder kid, Emma Carey. Hey, Emma. Hello. Hey How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's great. Hey, we have one more co-host coming in. Is he coming right now? Yeah. Okay, Charlie. Cool. I'll, I'll delete my text. <laughs> and there he is. Hi, Charlie. Okay. So, Emma, just to introduce you to everybody, uh, we have Charlie. He's one of our co-hosts. And Amy. And Kat. She's the one that reached out to you. Yeah. And I'm Scott. I'm the host of the show. So we're so, it's so awesome to have you on. It is great to be here. So we're just, we're just really laid back. Um, so no pressure or anything. We're recording. So if anything comes up, we can edit it out if we need to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> so just to get started, um, and so our listeners know who you are. You, uh, in 2019, were the fittest 14, 15-year-old in the world uh, for the female age group, uh, which is awesome. Um, Saw pictures of you on the podium on your Instagram. And then this year, uh, you kind of topped that. Um, You did the World Wide Open uh, to qualify for your age group online qualifier, and you finished 80th in the world in the individual class. Yeah. Did that I, surprise you? Yes. Um, I tried to have, well, I didn't really have huge expectations going in. Um, I knew I would be on that leaderboard, but I was even, I was kind of nervous. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do, and I just felt way out of my comfort zone. Um, but I think that that was actually a really good thing because it pushed me more. And, you know, I ended up surprising myself and just kind of showing myself what I could do, which allowed me to set bigger goals for next year. What was your, uh, what was your best finish? Which workout? Um, I think it was ninth in 20.2, which was a 20 minute AMRAP of four dumbbell thrusters, six toe to bar and 24 dumbbell unders. I loved that workout. And you finished ninth in the world. Yes. Unreal. So you have, you have a list in your mind. You, you know, I, if I asked you, name me like three big time athletes that you beat in that workout, you could name them, right? You don't have to, but you could. Honestly. Come no. on. <laughs> that would be my thing. <laughs> it 
it was very validating to see um, that people I just look up to so much, um, just to see that I was competing with them. Um, and not, because I kind of going into the open felt like I might not belong. Um, but then it's like, yeah, I work just as hard. Um, and it just really gave me even more fire to work even harder. And it was just an awesome experience. So just so our listeners know, not only did you finish ninth in one event, but in three events, you finished in the top 12 in the world. Yeah. So you have more than just one jam. You, you, you crushed three workouts. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I am a very well-rounded athlete, um, especially compared to other teens. Um, but as I get older and move up, I think that really my biggest weakness right now is strength, anything with a heavy barbell. Um, I think that that becomes more evident, which it's not like I didn't know it was there. I knew that that workout wouldn't be my best finish. Um, but it was a little bit disappointing to have come so close. Um, and then one heavy barbell workout, I felt, I mean, I think that that finish was 569, um, which isn't a bad finish, but just after expecting more of myself, it was, you know, it really just showed me, okay, this is what I need to work on. And anytime it's like, oh, wow, that's really heavy. It's like, well, good. That's what you need to work on. Um, enjoy it and enjoy getting better. And even though, I mean, every workout in the open, I learned something from. Um, but especially, I think it was 20.4 with the heavy clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's funny is um, you actually popped up on our radar. We had just started this podcast back in November. And uh, when you were up on the, towards the top of the leaderboard as you were, what, 15 at that time? <laughs> And you're, you are finishing ninth and 12th and 12th. Um, Charlie and I actually had a discussion uh, during our podcast about what, how, what amazing things you were doing. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll even, I'll even go a step back from that. I was a, I was a judge at Granite Games last year. So, so for people that don't know the story about Granite Games last year, Emma did not compete in her age group division. She competed in the open division. So if you think about, if you don't know much about Granite Games or the events, that first event on Friday night, the clean ladder, right? So here is Emma. You're 15 at the time. Were you 14 or 15? I had just turned 15. Okay. So barely 15 years old. And she's next to like Kelsey Keel in a lane doing a clean, a clean uh, ladder event. And you like hung in there. You weren't, you know, like... 40 seconds later, you know, finishing, you were, you were in the mix and your mom couldn't have been more adorable screaming yes. and yelling. I was actually in the stands watching that. And your mom was like down in the front and it was amazing. It was a really cute moment, but for you to be in that space as a 15 year old had to have been just surreal. Yeah, it was. I remember just walking out the floor and there had already been two events. Um, there was a trail run and a hill sprint. Um, but that was the first time 
I had ever been on a big competition floor. And, you know, just to hear the cheers and to feel that energy, I just got goosebumps all over my body. And, and that usually doesn't happen to me. Um, it was just like, wow, this is crazy. This is the best feeling I've ever felt, um, even before it had started. It's one of my favorite memories ever. That's awesome. Yeah. And did the other athletes, did they sort of live up on you a little bit, you know, backstage? I'm sure, you know, you got some attention. Um, honestly, my age didn't come up a lot. Um, okay. I wasn't just walking around like, oh, hi, my name's Emma. I'm 15. <laughs> and most people, I mean, when we introduced ourselves, that didn't even come. And it, I made so many friends at the Granite Games. Um, and, you know, eventually it might come up and they would be shocked. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like they didn't think any less of me because of that or, you know, make me feel like I didn't fit in. Everybody was just so amazing and welcoming. I think it shows a lot about, though, just your maturity, too, um, to be able to keep your composure, I mean, being that age and to be able to keep your composure um, emotionally and to be able to physically go out there and be on the same floor with them is, is amazing. And it, it's actually, it's kind of scary if you think of, um, if you're this comfortable now, what that's going to look like very soon. Thanks. It pushed me so far outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know, as soon as I qualified in that division, I had a choice because I had qualified in the team division too. And I knew that in both divisions, I would get some amazing experience and make awesome memories, you know, have a good time. But it was like, my ultimate goal is not to compete as a team. Um, and it's like, this is an opportunity that seems big and hard and scary right now, but I will always be glad I did it. And I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. So just to wrap up kind of your, um, your biography of CrossFit. Uh, so you finished this year's age group online qualifier as the number one seed uh, going into the CrossFit games. <clears throat> and you were at the youngest of that tier of teenage girls. So pretty impressive. Um, and then um, lo and behold, COVID-19 shows up and the games get canceled for the age group divisions. So how disappointed were you at that moment? Very disappointed. Um, I mean, it's what I have worked hard for since the 2019 games. I mean, I remember it was just, I think it was just a few days after the games, I made a post like hashtag 2020 vision. And it was like the games were barely over before I was working hard for 2020. Um, and, you know, it really hurt. But instead of just, you know, it was out of my control. And I was able to see the opportunity in it. And that opportunity is to be able to train uninterrupted for the 2021 Open without, you know, tapering down to the games, competing. It's like I can just solely put my focus, my time, my effort, all into another goal and I love to compete competing is my favorite thing to do and I was so sad not to compete in 2020 
but it was out of my control. So I knew that the best thing that I could do for myself would be to find the opportunity and to take that opportunity and just move on. So with the, the news out there that the teens got together and are forming their own competition, are you, are you taking part in that? I'm not planning on it. Um, I, it looks like fun. And I think it's such a cool thing that, you know, the teens have just come together to be able to do this. Um, but I, I think it's September 3rd through 6th. The open will probably be the next month. And I want to be able to focus on that. Um, and, you know, I would love to get that competition experience of competing there, but it just, I want to take full advantage of this opportunity to achieve my 2021 goals. So I saw that on Instagram, you posted that with everything that's happened, you needed to create a new goal board. And that goal board included um, making it as an individual for the 2021 CrossFit Games in the open division. Yes. Uh, so, so that's why you're not doing the, the, the team pit fitness games because you're solely focused on that, that new yeah. goal. Yes. Okay. Um, I know the big goal, but I, I fully believe that I can do it. Um, my coaches and I are just focusing so much on getting stronger right now. And, you know, we're getting better at everything else too but especially strength. Um, you know, I used to do my own programming up until just a few months ago. That was actually um, my next question. Yeah. <laughs> I work with root strength now. Um, and it has helped me so much just in all aspects that everything we do has a purpose and everything builds off of each other. Um, instead of like, you're going to do one accessory this week, a different one the next week. It's like, Every week, week by week, we build. Um, we do focused, intentional work, and it's working. And it's so exciting um, to know that even since I set that goal, I've gotten stronger and I've gotten closer to that goal. So let's backpack or backtrack a little bit to when you were programming on your own. Are you self-taught? Yes. Um, <laughs> that for about six years, I just turned 16 and I started when I was 10, um, I think in June. So I think, I mean, I'm coming right up on my six year CrossFit anniversary. Um, and it's like, I have always had a big goal. Um, you know, I started CrossFit before there was even a team division at the games, um, which is crazy to think about. But I've always had big goals. I've always known that whatever I do, I want to do it the best I can. Um, and it's like when I did my own program, I could see what I needed to work on. And I would just try to do as much of that as possible, which hasn't always been the best plan. Um, whenever I was learning double unders, I took legitimately six hours one Saturday and six hours the next Sunday, and I learned double unders, and I hurt my, I don't remember which camp it was, but so bad, I could not run or jump, I think it was for two months, um, but I learned double unders, so. <laughs> not. That, that is some drive. 
Right. Yeah. Just I know what I want and I'm willing to work as hard as I can to achieve it. Um, but now that I have a coach, it's not just like a little work here, a little work there. It's actually productive. Um, and it allows me to push a lot harder because I'm not just beat down in one area, but neglecting other areas kind of like I used to. And so your coach is, oh, I'm sorry, Gamey, go ahead. I was going to say, so if you started when you were 10, how did you become introduced? Do your parents CrossFit? Yes. Um, my dad actually started CrossFit in May, so a month before I did. And every night he would come home and he would tell me about the workout. And I'd be like, that sounds like so much fun. I can do that. Um, and I was never intimidated. or I mean, I was just like, yeah, you know, I've got that. Um, and then one day I just came to the kids class and I fell in love. I remember thinking, I remember just after I was done feeling so passionate about this and I didn't even know that there were a CrossFit games, but I knew that I wanted to do this a lot and to do it very, very well. What's well, funny in researching, um, I actually saw your dad's Instagram and I got to love his handle machine gun, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he, he, one of the video, oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, so I saw, I saw one of his deadlifts and, yeah. uh, he, he's a pretty strong fella. He is very strong. I think his max deadlift is like 505 and I think he is back squat at 490. Nice. So. Dang. So Go Emma, machine yeah, Emma, you said you started when you were 10. So did you, were you into any kind of athletics prior to that? Yes, sort of. I did tumbling for about five years before that. Um, so I mean gymnastics, but just, just cartwheels. And I think I, I only went one, one hour every week. Um, so a lot of athletes, I feel like, have a competitive gymnastic background. And I don't have that at all. It was never really my passion. Um, I did it more just to hang out with my friends. On, mm -hmm. um, but I think that it helped me develop an understanding about my body um, and just body control. I think even though I didn't do it a lot and I never really loved it, I think that it was very beneficial for a foundation for me. Yeah, um, I mean, I've seen videos of you doing like, strict ring muscle up you do this complex you're probably 12 years old and you're doing like one strict ring muscle up two kipping ring muscle ups three dips and then like a 30 second hold at the top <laughs> and you're like a baby i'm thinking how is this even possible it's amazing so i figured you had some kind of gymnastic space or at least uh you know the coordination and the mind to sort of get there yes and I love all of the gymnastic movements now. Um, a lot of them didn't come easy to me, like muscle-ups. It took me quite a while to learn. Um, a lot of practice, a lot of ripped hands. Um, but I think that gymnastics, you know, I didn't just walk in able to do a muscle-up, but I think that it helped me by, you know, I knew how to kip, I knew, I just understood where my body was, um, which is something that I think takes a long time to develop. Mm -hmm. 
So what, what do you do for nutrition? Uh, um, to be this fit, you, you've got to do something with that. Absolutely. I work, well, so I, I think it was about two years ago, I decided that I wanted to track my macros. Um, I tried to eat healthy before that, um, just because I knew that when I ate better, I felt better, but I didn't really have any knowledge. So I was like, I'm going to take things to the next level and I'm going to track my macros. And I researched it and I was like, I'm going to do this all by myself. Um, and you know, I set some macro goals and didn't really know what I was doing, but I hit those macros and I did that for about a year, um, but was not seeing the results I wanted. So I reached out to M2 Performance Nutrition and now I work one-on-one -on -one with a coach um, who you know, gives me macro goals, helps me to adjust those goals, whether I might be training more or less, or I mean, even focusing on sleep or, I mean, it has just been amazing because um, I always have known that what I eat matters, but I did not know that it mattered that much. Um, and I eat a lot. I eat over 3000 calories a day. Um, and a lot of people will hear that and they'll be like, how do you eat that much? And I'll be like, I don't know. I just train a lot too. And that makes me hungry. I just kind of eat what my coach tells me to do and it works great. Um, and that just really gives me a lot of peace of mind. Um, because I know that I'm eating the best I can to fuel my performance. And you know, if I ever don't feel like that, I tell my coach and then we can adjust from there. Um, so I have just learned that you need to eat to fuel your performance. So did that change at all when you, now that you're focusing on strength, did the nutrition change with that goal or are you just still doing the same? Um, <clears throat> a slight increase in macros, um, but my training volume has stayed about the same. So I don't think we changed everything a lot, um, but definitely eating a little bit more um, to help me recover better from that. Okay. So what do you do for school? Um, I go to a public school. Um, of course not right now. <laughs> yeah. but, um, this was my sophomore year. Next year I will be a junior in high school. Um, and I, I like school. I try to train before school. Um, while I'm at school, get as much homework as I can done, come home, have a quick snack, train, have dinner, do homework, go to bed. Um, and it does not leave me a lot of time. It does leave me a lot of free time. Um, because I take challenging classes. I love the human body. Um, I like math. My dream is to be a pediatrician um, after CrossFit one day. And I know that right now I need to work hard to do that. And that means a lot of time management and sacrifices, you know, not having time for my friends just to go hang out after school. But just to understand that that's okay, that sometimes I have to prioritize things. Um, I think that that's a skill that I've learned because of this. Um, and, you know, school takes up a lot of time. So you just have to be productive during that time. 
And just so our listeners know, you cut out just a little bit when you said what your dream job was and you said pediatrician, correct? Yeah. So just so that I want to make sure that they know that that was your dream. And you also coach kids, correct? Yes. Um, on Wednesdays, I have about 12. They're ages 8 to 12. We have so much fun. I'm very passionate about helping people. Um, I'm passionate about kids, and especially because they are all pretty close to the age when I started CrossFit. Um, some of them are a little younger than I was. Some of them are a little older than I was. But it's like, I was just a little girl with a big dream and people believed in me and I want to believe in them too. Um, even if their goal isn't to go to the games, just I want to show them that they can, they can have big dreams and it's great to have big dreams as long as you work as hard as you can. Um, you know, whether you achieve them or not, just got to try your best. And I feel like I can show that to them through the class. So you just touched Amy's heart. Uh, she's actually uh, the director of a preschool here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, that's world renowned for what they do with children. Um, so one of my questions for you was going to be, what do you do to like let off steam and just decompress from the world of CrossFit? And it sounds like your passion for children is one of those things. Do you have other things that do that as well? Um, I love to read. I love reading about sports psychology. Um, and I know that that is kind of still within CrossFit because it benefits me um, greatly. But I love, I love just learning how your mind works um, and learning how you can strengthen that and just the importance of what you tell yourself in a workout um, and just different mental skills that, because I really believe that at the highest levels of the sport, I mean, there are physical differences, but a big separator will be mindset, um, how bad you're willing to fight, you know, just how much you want this. I feel like that makes a big difference. And reading, I can kind of just lose myself in the book, but at the same time, I feel like I'm making myself better. The fact that you know that right now is huge. Just, just to let, so you know, I mean, the fact that you realize as an athlete at 16, that mindset is so important it is only going to serve you to do amazing things in the future. Thank you. Yeah. And it seems like, um, you know, you said when you started out, you programmed for yourself, you, you figured out your macros for yourself. Um, how much does it mean to you to have now people on board to sort of take care of some of those things for you? Um, and, and does it allow you to focus more on sort of just Emma and what you need to do and are there other things that you think you could probably maybe farm out if you will or you know are there other things that you're looking to sort of get some help with that you can just focus on something else yeah um I think that it has made a huge difference to have these experts um because I was never a nutrition expert or a I mean I've never been a coach um and these are people that I can trust that for sure know what they're talking about, where I just kind of hoped I knew what I was talking about. Um, so it's brought me a lot of peace of mind, but also just to have these people who believe in me and not just in the CrossFit world, um, but just people who support me. 
that is huge. I feel like everybody needs that. Um, and I liked your last question about anything else I could do. And I don't really think so. I think that right now I just have an amazing support system and I just don't feel like they could get any better. Mm -hmm. How does, how does Jimbo fit into all this? Oh, my dog. Yeah. Sorry. I had to go there. (laughs) I have, I have to tell you, Emma, I have a, I have three dogs, but one of them is an Australian shepherd rat terrier mix. So I know your dog's an Aussie. So let's hear, let's hear about him. Um, I think I got him about seven years ago. Um, I had, you know, just been wanting a dog and, and I did a lot of research and I was like, yeah, an Australian shepherd seems like a great breed for me. High energy, you know, <laughs> too. like we will, we'll just go together. Um, Jim knows about 130 tricks that I've taught him. He's very smart. Um, I used to be very passionate about dog training. Um, I'm not as passionate anymore, but Jim still remembers his tricks and provides me a lot of snuggles and he's just such a good boy. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw him, I saw you guys doing your burpee over bar together and I got to teach Jojo how to do that. I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. So So you, oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say again. So your mom calls you sis. What, where does that nickname come from? I don't really know. Do you have um, sisters? Are you an only child? Only child. Okay. And I'm glad to be an only child. I love my family. <laughs> um, but I don't know where that comes from. It just comes out. I hear when she, when, you know, she's like, go Emma, go sis, go sis, go Emma. I'm thinking, what is that? That's cool. That. And your dad, your dad is a very um, uh, nonverbal uh, cheer on her. I've, I've seen him like judging you in videos and stuff and he likes to move around a lot. He does cheer with his body. Yes. <laughs> such good things to say. Um, I mean, I was doing a workout this morning and he just reminded me to remember how bad I want it. And, you know, just to be like, oh, you've got this. That helps when people believe. But just you know, that makes me think, just remember how bad you want it. Just to remember that, you know, my legs are burning, my lungs are burning, everything is burning, but the fire in my heart burns brighter. Um, just to, just to always remember that and to remember whether I want to accomplish my goal or be comfortable, decide which one I want more. And the answer is always to accomplish my goal. Um, and he has just told me, so many things that help me keep pushing. So I noticed on your Instagram, one of the first things you have um, written there is, I do everything humbly for the glory of God. Yes. And so faith is very important to you as well. Absolutely. The most important thing. That's, that's a very mature outlook uh, for a 16 year old. Thank you. Um, and so, so how do you balance like keeping keeping in in, ta- in track with your faith with all this work you're doing for CrossFit? Yeah, that's a that's an awesome question. I have just finished up an amazing book. Um, it was by Stephen Furtick. Um, he's a Christian preacher, author, um, and he talks about one thing that really stuck with me was how you do the natural, trust God for the super. 
Um, and then that will create something supernatural. And it's like, you know, just because I trust in God doesn't mean that I'm not going to work my hardest because I am. But then at the end of the day, I always just have to trust and always believe for the supernatural. Yeah. God can only steer a moving ship. I love that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so you, you have to put the engine behind the ship, but he'll help you steer it. Love. So that, that's, um, that's, some, that's actually my life mantra um, and what got me going in the direction I went um, when I was kind of coming out of college. Uh, so, so um, you said you wanted to be a, a pediatrician when you grow up. So your future aspirations outside of the sport of CrossFit and your aspirations inside the sport of CrossFit, how are they going to mesh when you finish high school? I don't really know. Um, okay. I'm going to college right after, just right out of high school. Um, I'm trying to take dual, a lot of dual credit now, so I can hopefully start as a sophomore in college at least. Um, and just, you know, just keep, I know it will be more difficult whenever I get to higher level of education, everything. Um, but just keep with time management and prioritize things like, would I rather watch this TV show or get all my training and homework done? And sometimes you really might want to watch the show, but it's like, what do you need to do for what you really truly want? Um, and just, just to always remember that and to remember the things that I can sacrifice and then the things that I'm not going to sacrifice. So really your goal is to be the next Julie Fouché. Yes. So you said that you don't have a a lot of time um, just because of your prioritizing things. You don't have a lot of time for socializing with, with friends, but do you have a group that, you know, when the gyms are open, do you feel that you're, you're meeting some of those kind of social connections with members of the gym? Absolutely. There's really nobody, or I mean, there, there are very few people my age at the gym, um, but that is okay. I used to really wish there were, but it's like I have friends that are 25-year-old guys, and I have friends that are 50-year-old moms and grandmas, you know? And it's like that, just to understand that you can connect with all of these people and you don't have to just connect based on age. Really, the community is one of my favorite parts about CrossFit because um, it's so much more than just the competitive aspect that you know that I focus on. Um, but even just training with people just makes just makes me feel good. What's the name of the affiliate that you belong to, Emma? Perform, overcome, excel, CrossFit. Nice. Okay, and is there a timeline for them to be open again? Yes, um, they've actually been able to open back up um, just a couple weeks ago, but they have to limit class size, um, try to keep everybody socially distanced, um, wipe down all equipment. Um, But things have been able to go back to more like normal, but not anywhere close to normal. Mm -hmm. And you you have a garage gym as well. Yes. I heard you, I heard a little humble brag about your garage gym in, a, in an article you did. Yeah, that's where I do most of my training. Um, I am just so blessed to have it, especially with what has happened. Um, 
because really I have all of the equipment I need to train over there. And not that you can't get a great workout with limited equipment because you can, but I just, I have not had to modify my training at all. Um, and that has just been such a blessing. Is that a dog? Well, Are you petting your dog? No. Oh, I thought you were like reaching down. I was like, we want to see the dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 dog. No, you're good. So I just wanted to end with um, some fun questions. Uh, yeah. And so these are just some questions we ask people uh, to finish off interviews just as a little fun ending. And so my first one is, uh, if you're in a really tough spot in a workout and you need a song to come on the radio to get you through it, what song would it be? Ooh. That is such a good question. It seems like often when I get to that really tough spot, I don't hear the song anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like anything that's upbeat. Um, I like Skillet. I like the score. Um, I like things to be upbeat, but not too frantic. Um, but occasionally, if I'm just doing accessory work or something, I'll listen to disco. It just, it all depends on what I'm feeling. I have a lot of different tastes. That's great. So one day when you, when you win the CrossFit Games and you're on the top of the podium, what shoe do you want to be wearing? Ooh. Right now, love my Nano 10s. I got a new pair. Mm. I, I used to train in Metcons. Um, I've trained in Nobles. And I like, I'm not really particular about my shoe. But right now, I'm more of a Reebok girl. Okay, nice. And then what are your favorite movements? Like if you had to pick a workout that you were just going to kill, what would it be? Pretty much all of the movements. Um, there's not a whole lot. I like barbell cycling. I like, you know, lightweight barbell cycling, like power snaps, thrusters, overhead squat. Um, but I love gymnastic movements like chest to bar, toe to bar, and even the higher level gymnastic movements like muscle ups um, and running, rowing, assault bike, all the gross stuff. I really like. So um, Emma, you talk about cycling a barbell and, and gymnastics. I was, you know, the Friday workouts that you do, what are they called? Like oh, the, Friday. What is it? Brutal Friday. Brutal Friday. So I assume that brute strength, programs yes. those, right? So there was one in particular that I, I programmed for my affiliate and we're going to do this workout. It was 15, 12, 9, 12, 15, clean and jerks at 105 and 80, toes to bar. Yeah. Right? So think about that for a second, 15, 12, 9. So it's like a light grace and then some, right? Like yeah. a light double grace plus the toes to bar. And Emma did it in sub six minutes. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> I'm like, gauntlet has been thrown. I want to do that one. So I'm going to, I'm going to program that next week, actually. So I'll let you know how we do. It was fun. It was kind of deceptive. Um, sometimes I overestimate myself a little. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I can do that unbroken. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you and your dad ever uh, compete against each other in a workout? Definitely. <laughs> whenever he can. Um, 
which is so amazing. Because, you know, training alone, I enjoy, but it's, it's fun to just be laughing and having a good time with people. Um, and, yeah, we push each other a lot. I don't like to let him beat me. Um, and sometimes he comes out hot, so then I feel like I have to come out hot, too. But then I don't want to let off my pace. So it really just makes me better because it, it forces me, or not forces me, but it encourages me to go fast from start to finish and then you know regardless of the outcome we have a great time yeah that's so cool that you guys can can do something that you, you know you both love and bond over that and spend time together that's awesome and what percentage of the time do you work out by yourself honestly it used to be much more often than it is now um because there are some people who train with me on a pretty regular basis, depending on their work schedule. I would say probably not quite even 25% of the time that I'm by myself. Um, and even when it's just me doing the training, my mom usually comes over just to cheer me on. And, and that makes a huge difference. That's great. We actually interviewed uh, Christy Aramo O'Connell earlier uh, in an earlier episode, and she lost the love of the sport because she was training by herself all the time. And so now that she's come back, she trains with Dan Bailey and her husband uh, almost daily. That's awesome. That, you know, I, I didn't feel that way. Um, I, but it is harder to go over there when it's just going to be you. Um, it's harder, you know, because there, there's great days. There's days where you're just all fired up to get to the gym. But inevitably, there's going to be days where you're not. Um, but whenever you have like-minded people, they're just going to encourage you. Even if you're having a rough day, um, there's always something to be grateful for. And they really help me to see that. Well, that's all the questions I have. Do you guys have anything left? Yeah. Do you have your driver's license yet? Yes. Okay. Driver's license. Well, it really, it worked out well because I think they had been closed um, because of COVID-19 for a few months. Um, but my birthday was May 5th and I think I got to get my license on May 11th. Oh, good. Very cool. Very cool. So you yeah, just turned 16 on May 5th. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll let that set in a little bit. <laughs> I know, right? Do you, um, Emma, assuming everything, you know, let's assume everything goes back to normal next year. Do you have um, plans to do any sanctioned events, any sanctionals? Yes. I don't know which ones, um, but I would like to do one or two pretty big sanctionals um, because the only elite individual experience I have is in the Granite Games. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I want more experience because that was such a good learning opportunity. Um, and it is at first a little bit intimidating to be like, oh, there's so-and-so. Um, but just that I got over that, I want to be able to do that at more sanctionals. Um, just because that's the goal for my 2021 season and sure. I'm prepared for that. Are you, are you abandoning the idea of doing any kind of teen stuff next year? Like, will you not do Wadapalooza, that kind of thing? 
Um, I definitely might. I have absolutely not ruled that out. Um, you know, it just all depends on where my season goes. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be competing again in whichever division. Yeah. It's nice. You have options too, right? I mean, you don't, you don't yeah. have to go individual right now. You can, you can stay where you are too. So that's nice. Yeah. I have one more year in the team division. Um, because of the way my birthday fell, I only got one year in the 14 to 15 division. Um, so last year was actually the first year I was eligible to compete. Um, and yeah, that just, that was the start. Worked out well for you. And you're a very similar athlete to Haley Adams. So do you look at her as like inspiration? And she transitioned right into the open division, didn't do a top 10 finish. Yeah, that's amazing. I definitely admire her um, because I think a lot of people don't really look at the teens, um, but it's like she kind of showed everybody for the first time that we are the future of the sport, but we are also, I mean, also take note of the teens right now. Um, and, you know, I have never gotten to meet her, um, but she just seems like an awesome person. And just to show other teens that they can do it, I feel like, you know, not that every teen will do it or not that every teen even wants to do what she did, um, but just that somebody already has done it is encouraging, I feel like, to all teens. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to do the podcast with us today. Uh, you are you are an extraordinary young lady, uh, and I you are going to do amazing things. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It was so great to talk to you, Emma. Good luck to you. Yeah, we'll thank be watching. Thank you guys. All right. You, you have a great day and a great season. I, I will. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Emma. Bye. Wow. That kid is amazing. Uh, what she has accomplished at 16 years old and just 16 this month. Uh, this is actually going to be released on June 1st, but we're recording on May 30th. So May 5th, she turned 16. I'm, I'm blown away. What did you guys think, guys? Totally blown away. I, I can't even uh, imagine like just how she keeps her composure and how um, well-spoken she was just, and just like, yeah, you know, I'm in the same lane with so-and-so, but you know, like at Wadapalooza, but you know, okay. You know, like just being able to keep that composure, I think is just amazing, which I also, you know, in the interview, I said, it's scary if she's able to be that composed now. I mean, big things are going to happen. Yeah. And her drive at such a young age to be, you know, what she is now is just, you, you don't see that a lot in kids at 10 years old who are like, this is what I'm doing. This is what we're doing. So. Yeah, she's got that laser focus. And it's interesting, too. I think we commented after we talked to her that um, she and both Annika are only children. And we just thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, their parents are really helping rally around and support them. They've got a really great support system at home. And you know, there's something to that formula, <laughs> you know, that lets them uh, really focus and, and improve. Yeah. And she's, and she's not just driven in CrossFit uh, to want to be a pediatrician, um, to read 
psych or sports psychology as just your entertainment um, is, is crazy, but yeah, we're looking for big things. Um, and we'll, we'll keep checking in with her uh, as she moves into the open division. So time for the news of the week. And Amy and I witnessed pure athleticism this morning. <laughs> yes, we did. We sure did. Uh, we witnessed our own Charlie Odie getting after Murph. That's right. So we talked about it on the last podcast that we would rally around you this morning. Uh, we were there. Yep. Kat was there in spirit. I was there in spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed that there was a rallying until about the middle, and then it was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and see what else is going on in this building. <laughs> well, did there's you, a did time you fall when... off your pace. Did you fall off your pace? Because well, you had a goal, right? I did. Okay, tell us. See, see here's what happened. <laughs> I was ahead of my pace. Mm. It's classic. Let's yep. go out hot and let's stay out hot. And then, you know, yes, the pace so caught back up to me. Okay, so let's review this. Go back for a second. So mm-hmm. you, you had a plan going in. I did, have, I did have a plan. Okay. So because you went out so hot on your run, is that when you decided on your run to go ahead and throw that plan and have plan B? Correct. Okay. Because uh, you <laughs> thought maybe I'm going to just revise and this will be a better plan. Correct. So, okay. because, so because before you started, you jumped up on the pull-up bar, not having done a pull-up mm-hmm. in how long? Three months. Yeah, there you go. Jumped up on the pull-up bar without a vest mm-hmm. and said, ooh, this is not going to go well. This is not feeling correct to me. Then you come mm-hmm. in from the run with your vest on, and your plan was to do five pull-ups. That is not what you did. Correct. See, the plan was to do five pull-ups. There was a secondary plan to do 10 pull-ups, which I did do that. That was probably a great idea. (laughs) Clearly. So, okay. I love how we just have to like pull this out of you. (laughs) (laughs) So then, so the, so you started with some rounds of 10, 20, 30. Correct. That's how you started. Okay. Five rounds of that. Okay. Then I said, I'm going to e-mom the rest of this because this first plan is just not sustainable doing what it's supposed to be doing right now. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So then, uh, we went to an e-mom, which started to become a three mom. And then <laughs> it was, <laughs> but, but and then, then I got off pace and it was just, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he gets off pace and then you started, I was like, Charlie, where, where are you? And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do 15 pull-ups. Because <laughs> like, <Correct>. <laughs> then, then the thought was, well, I'll just do all the air squats now and save the rest of the stuff so I can run later, which then you witnessed power walking at its finest. You picked it up though. You had, the, you had some left in the tank on the last 800. I did. I did. It was a mental. It was a mental game, and I lost. And um, I have been I, now called out to do it in July. So. Ooh. I also have a theory about why you didn't want me to run with you the whole mile. Mm. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Okay. So I offered to run the whole last mile with Charlie, mm-hmm. and he said, "No, catch me on the the after two laps." And I said, "Okay." 
I think it's because you wanted to walk. So. No, I thought I was going to be walking on the last two. So that's oh. why. Okay. But then when I went down the hill, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think we need to see what this power walking is all about. It's a sport. I mean, walking, why not walking try Walking feels it? right. Walking feels right sometimes. <laughs> you know what? You really need to, though. I know you're being hard on yourself because you really had a goal and you wanted to hit. But you really need to give yourself some grace because, like you said, you had not been on a pull-up bar in three months. The problem is that wasn't the problem. <laughs> well, what do you think was the problem? Uh, just overall fitness. Um, because you haven't been been being in the gym for three months. True. That's what I'm saying. You got to give I, yourself. I guess some grace. there's something about consistency. I have heard that somewhere. That's important. Maybe eating correctly or hydrating. You know, all those things they say are important. Yeah. I, I also think that once things went wrong, you beat <laughs> yourself up really hard. <laughs> I was going to say, when, at what point walks around the rig? <laughs> yeah. At what point did you realize that this was not happening? After those five rounds of. Yeah. Like, well, I thought because I, I had the last eight e moms, I was like, oh, okay, I can get it. And then when we went to three moms, I was like, yep, yeah, well, I'm not going to be last year. So, what are we doing? So yeah. I don't, time. I don't know anybody that's beat last year, so you're good. You're, you're like all of us. So what's awesome is I actually got video footage of Charlie's Murph. And so it will run as a montage as we close out the, the podcast today. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to throw some, in some uh, pictures from the rest of our Murphs. Uh, but yeah, so you'll get to see like a little Murph collage at the end of the podcast. Can we get the rights to the um, Rocky training montage? music uh, i'm not sure your last uh three moms warrant the training montage <laughs> we're just gonna cut that part out it's about editing Come on. <laughs> i cut out all the parts where lisa was yelling at you <laughs> well you cut the whole thing out there <laughs> all right well let's talk about some news that's going on in crossfit um i don't know if you guys saw the morning shock up this morning but uh crossfit did apply for a permit uh, for Aromas and the ranch uh, to hold the games there. And so when you file a permit, then some of the details have to kind of be leaked out. And so if you did not see it, uh, the permit did ask for a three-day event at the ranch. Uh, it does have a 200-foot-long comp floor. It has catered food, about 300 people per day. Uh, rendering show temporary structures for media, medical, um, things like that, and also a very large rogue structure that was not identified like what it was going to be, just said a large rogue structure. Hmm. Cool. So it looks like we're moving closer to it actually taking place. Um, now, applying and getting approved are two different things, just so polypragmatist over there doesn't jump in on that. <laughs> uh, we're not approved yet. It's just, just applied for. Um, but it's, it's kind of exciting. And uh, Nikki Brazier and Armin and Justin talked about, no, it was Chase Ingram. It was Chase Ingram, Nikki, and Justin. We're talking about because of where it's being located, what would not be 
at this year's games. And they were saying things like rope climbs uh, because the rig probably wouldn't be that big uh, to be able to support that and to transport all the crash mats uh, to Aromas would be very difficult. Um, other things they said, maybe swimming. I was going to say swimming, yeah. But Morning Chalk up kind of threw this caveat in is they could uh, file a permit with another location and have the swimming at a separate location. So that could, that could be like offsite. But my, my only big question about this is where are people going to stay? Because according to everybody, there are no hotels anywhere near Aromas. So are they going to make them camp for the weekend? Is that like the mental test? That'd be kind of fun. I mean, not for the athletes, <laughs> but. A nice little air mattress you got. Mm -hmm. So th those are the, you know, and, and these athletes aren't going to have their like massage therapists, their chiropractors, their all that stuff going on. It's just going to be a raw competition for three days. I like it, though. Yeah, I hope it, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Do we know anything about who has, like, accepted their invitation? And we do was not. there a deadline for that? Or uh, I'm still curious to see who's going, you know? Yeah, um, I think that there was a deadline and that it has, that deadline has expired, but I don't think it's been let out mm -hmm. who has accepted yet. Yeah, because I would imagine that some of the, you know, international athletes are still holding out hope that they could get there, right, to go and yeah, hopefully not yeah. say, not decline their invitation yet, but sort of like put it on hold. As the pro host that I am, I did not plug in my microphone. And that's what oh. I'm doing right now. Does it look good? Yeah. There, yeah. We go. <laughs> there you go. So now I'm plugged in. Oh. I think we should. I think we should notice how Cat might keep wearing her hair the same. The same. I know it's crazy. Oh, let's let's flat iron next time. If this okay. weather, was, as soon as we okay. get like a less humid day, we're we're flat ironing next. Okay. Time. Single white female. <laughs> totally. <laughs> twinsies. We are twinsies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't even know where we were because. Anyway. I was talking about uh, international athletes and whether they can come or not and who's still training. And So they did report that uh, um, who the international athletes they reached out to have not bought plane tickets. Right. Have not because they just don't know. So they're just waiting to see kind of as they get closer and are, they're planning on buying those tickets closer to the event if things open up. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about real quick is uh, seminars are back. Uh, CrossFit is this week will be launching their seminars again. Okay. Uh, so for those of us who have signed up. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Got it. Okay. I think some Level of the one. areas as well, too. Yeah, because I know they've been having them in other places. Yeah. So. Is it virtual or is it? No, in person. When in is person. Your, yours is? Mine is the end of August. Okay, and that's a minus too. Marcus's was um, extended to his was supposed to be this past weekend at Rogue, and then they gave a tentative date of August. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is he taking the one or the two? Two. 
Okay. Yeah, so I'm taking my two in Cookville at the end of August. 28th, 29th, I think. You'd be right on the heels of the, uh, the competition. Yeah. You just stayed in the whole time. Might be able to hold the affiliate cup again. Right, just stay, just stay in Cookville for the month of August. Yeah. Hey, get some, get some athlete interviews. We'll just join via Zoom. There you go. Perfect. I had actually contemplated on going down for the Mayhem Madness and doing some judging. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a lot. To, to make two trips to, to make two trips to Cookville in one month. But, she would love that. Who? Julie. My wife? That's right. She actually supported it. It's so she, I had her blessing. I just that's a lot of time off of work after what we've gone through with the COVID. And yeah, just two trips. I mean, that's a good six hours by car, six to six and a half. Yeah. It's like me driving a rogue. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. I'll stay there for a month. Hey, and, and other exciting news. Our gym opened up this week. That oh, was actually yeah. next on my list. Yeah. Perfect. How did it? So, Amy, you taught the first class, right? I think mm. you taught the first class that early, early morning Tuesday, right? I did. And I was in it. And Charlie, yeah. Tell us all about it. So, I actually, dreamed about it. You dreamed about it. It was the day after Murph, which was kind of bad for my own personal self because I didn't feel sore then. So, my workout afterwards, we'll get into that later. But uh, 5 a.m., I people showed up. I was just super excited. And everybody um, was great as far as, you know, remembering to follow the new suggestions. And at first, it was a little weird because people would come in and I would say, you know, grab this and then go find a square. And so normally, we would all gather together and I would describe the workout. And so this was more, okay, get get in your spots and then I'll kind of tell you the workout and our warm-up. But um afterwards then uh, you know i had a we've delayed start for our next class after that and then charlie was in that class um had a full class for that we had we can have up to 18 because of the because of our space as long as we're not using the rig and so we had 18 people and it was awesome afterwards i was just like that feels so good to just have some some normalcy again um, so that was great. What the bad part was is I did this workout afterwards and I was saying, you know, I'm not, wasn't sore yet for Murph. And so I did this workout and then did all of this handstand walking and my shoulders and then my lats, everything was so sore for the next two days from the back to back of that stuff. But it was good. I was glad to be back. Awesome. So what, what is Delaware looking like for gyms? Is it this week? It's uh, June 1st. Yeah. So I, um, prior to COVID, I was employed at two gyms. Um, and I got, uh, then I opened my own affiliate, right. Which was my garage gym in May. Um, and both owners of those gyms knew about the affiliate and what I was doing and everything else. But oddly enough, the one gym just kind of deleted me from their Facebook page and deleted me from their staff page sort of without letting me know. So I guess I'm not working there anymore. <laughs> um, I, uh, I kindly asked the owners to please take me off their website if I was not going to be part of their group anymore. So they did that. Um, and then just yesterday, I had to tell them to take me off of Zen Planner because I still had like all the admin rights to Zen Planner, which doesn't matter to me. But if they're concerned about me taking all their clients, which I would never do, I could have done it, you know, <laughs> if I wanted to. Um, so that's that clean break from there. 
Um, and then at the other gym that's down the street, I've, uh, I've kind of been demoted to one class a week. Um, they need to focus on like hiring someone full time to sort of run the operations and things. And so I completely understand that. Um, so I'll be there once a week and we open up Monday. I'm coaching, I think Thursday at noon. So we'll see how that goes. And then my gym at home never really closed. It was a household business and I had my, you know, my one person at a time coming anyway. So sort of besides all of the renovations that we're doing in the garage, um, everything's sort of normal. So that's why I'm down the basement today too, because the garage is being worked on some more. What more beautiful uh, wood wall behind you now? Yeah. Yeah. The beautiful wood wall is going to get painted and plywooded and who knows what else, maybe a logo. We'll see. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, it was fun going uh, to the gym today and just seeing some faces I haven't seen in a while and getting to cheer people on again and uh, just really nice. I still worked out this morning at home just because uh, our gym is not, we are giving up, the coaches do not take away the slots from the athletes. Right. Um, and so it's a, it's a hefty drive for me to go over to the gym. And so until I kind of see what the trends of numbers are, I'm just kind of still working out at home, but went over to cheer on Charlie today and got to see some people. It was really awesome though, getting to work out in the pit today with the, like the weather today here, Kat is gorgeous. Is it perfect? It's pretty nice yes. here too. Like a nice breeze, no humidity. And so 70s. we've got this little outdoor area outside our gym. And so it's called the pit. So today while people were doing Murph, I could go and do a workout and, you know, take my barbell out there in the pit and, Nice. Fun. Yeah. And she had this really cool shirt on. It said uh, Catalyst Fitness. Ooh, yeah. I saw. I bet you I know how you got that. Very I cool. Bet. Vintage. Vintage, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Love it. All right. So, you know, we kind of talked about our training week. Does anybody else have anything to add? Nope. I trained. And, and then now it's time for that part that Amy prepares for all week. She's not prepared. Look at her. <laughs> the best thing we saw on the internet. Somebody else go first. So I will start. It's not necessarily specific, but Adrian Bosman is going live every day on Instagram around, he, call, he calls it lunchtime. So it's like 3.30-ish Eastern time because I assume he's on the West Coast. And he basically will just answer questions. And he will also, if you're, if you're following and you want to be part of his conversation, you can ask to be like on the screen with him and he will just start talking to you about anything. And sometimes if nobody actually like volunteers to do it, he'll just pick a follower, someone who's actively like chatting with him and he'll just put them on the split screen and just start talking to them. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I literally just started it. I just found it today right before we got on to record. Um, and I was like scared to death that he was going to pick me <laughs> and then I was going to have to stop because we were recording. So I got off real fast, but you should check that out. It's really cool. Instagram live every day, like around, like I said, three, three thirty. If you're on Instagram, you'll get a little pop up that says he's going live and you go live and he just talks to random people about anything. Well, what's cool is uh, Instagram has added that feature since COVID started where you can actually, it's like a teams, like Instagram teams. Yep. Uh, where you can do multiple people on the screen at one time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. He was talking to some woman who was talking about her blind German short hair pointer and how she's like into crafts and she used to do CrossFit. She doesn't anymore, but she loves him and it was just cool. 
a feel good thing. Charlie, you got anything? Um, well, one is a short one. Uh, if you haven't seen Sarah Sigmund daughter almost kill herself, oh. um, go to her Instagram. Um, I think she was hoping to become a bat or something of that nature, but <laughs> didn't really work out well. So that's a, that's a good look. It's on her, uh, her Instagram page. And that's and not related to her. Now. And that's not related to her shin stitches that she received. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure that, that was, that didn't work out well, well either. But. And, and as a Sarah fan, like she always gets hurt. Always. And, and then crumbling. can't perform at the games. Right. Why are you hanging from a pull-up bar upside down? <laughs> I'm not even sure what the purpose Why didn't she was. stick to her plan? <laughs> Charlie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh. <laughs> So yeah. So What's your other thing? Two? Did you have another one? Oh, we may have talked about this before, but this slap championship that they do in Russia that I keep seeing video of, it's basically two guys across the table from each other and they get to slap each other once. <laughs> and you win by slapping the person and knocking them down or out or whatever you want to call it. But there's no real rhyme or reason to this, but it's it's completely fantastic. I couldn't stop watching it because there's rules. Like you can't cuff your hand on someone's face, and they, you don't even understand it because it's, it's got to be a whole thing. open hand slap. It has to be a whole open hand slap. It has to be a face hit. You can't be like in the ear or eye or you know, but it's it's a good watch. All right, send us the link so we can put it below. Will do. Amy, you got anything? Okay, well, I might, but I feel like I already talked about it on here, but I don't think I talked about it on being my favorite thing on the internet. But I was thinking about when I was messaging with Matt Chan and he was responding to me. Did we talk about it? We yeah. did. Okay, all right, fine. All right, here's another one. <laughs> We can't link it though, because I'm not going to share this part, but there is a local CrossFit gym that, <laughs> that just opened up, you know, this week and they posted a video of their, of their athletes in there and they were doing burpees and I've, I've never seen a burpee like this before. I thought it was, I was watching a fluffy duck episode and it wasn't just like one athlete, you know, like it was, it was a number of athletes in that gym and it almost like looked like a shark and then. You know, like they were hunched over. Fish fly out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> and I messaged some people and I was like, somebody please look at this. Is this is this a real thing that I'm watching or is this being posted as, as you know, a like a, a fluffy duck thing? But it was real and it was kind of surprising. But I don't want to throw that particular gym out publicly. So I will just leave that as that. I am, as, as being the head of social media for several CrossFit gyms in my prior life, um, I'm always appalled and amazed at what some gyms will post on their social media pages with yeah. their athletes working out. It's unreal. And I get it. Like if there's a new, brand new athlete or something, of course, like yeah. their movements may not be um, standards. But if, if you are a coach and you are filming that instead of going over and offering fixing. correct fixing <laughs> and the whole gym is doing it, then I'm going to think a little bit maybe that your standards aren't as high as far as movements. So Amy throwing the shade. I love it. <laughs> get it, girl. I love it. Well, after all this negativity, I've got to bring the light of positivity again. <laughs> 
So my favorite thing from the internet was from the Joe Rogan show this week. Um, he interviewed Kevin Hart. And for those of you who don't know, Kevin was in a very serious car accident a few years ago. And he fractured his spine uh, in 10, 10 places, 10 different vertebrae. And actually in this interview, he doesn't call it this, but he talks about the sickness wellness continuum. And how, because he was so fit going into the car accident, it saved his life. And he said, people ask me, why do I train? Why do I train? What are you training for? And he says, you never know what that event's going to be that you're training for. Every day you train because you never know when you're going to be in a car accident or something traumatic is going to happen. And you need to be as far over on that sickness wellness continuum as you can be so that uh, that you can survive that. Because the, the doctors told him one millimeter more of movement, he would be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But his muscle structure held it in place. It's very similar to the Miranda. Uh, I don't know her, Al, uh, I don't know her new last name, but she was Al Olroyd. Uh, when, and uh, so yeah, it's very similar to that. It was really cool to in a, very mainstream podcast to hear that CrossFit philosophy kind of being uh, evoked. So very and cool. He was eight, he's eight months out and he's, he said he was 98% recovered or something like that. Basically. Yeah, he, he can do 98% of what he could do before. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Really cool. Really cool Testament. So I'll definitely put that link below so you can check out that interview. Uh, you know, Rogan goes long, but it's in the first, probably in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the podcast is when he, they, they talk about that. So with that, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like button, leave that comment. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're about to see a little Murph montage. And if you're listening to us, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Remember, you can find us on YouTube now and all major podcast platforms. That's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, we're available on all those. And please hit that subscribe button on whatever you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.